dishing out what they call banter and repartee. TC and Jake have become, in two short years, the most listened to rock and roll morning show in the entire Southwest. There's blood on your hands, Boomer. Uh, yeah, I don't care. The whole world can die uh, over this chicken sandwich, and it's not really going to bother me. I mean, if you think about it, actually, your plan is going perfect. Yeah. If you just <laughs> you create a frenzy to where you kind of sit back and let all the consumers murder each other, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Popeyes is like, why is there anyone here to buy our sandwiches except you've got Smurfs on every corner? This was my uh, Malthusian vision the entire time. <laughs> I will say, while I, I don't, I think I am actually. They're both like a zero point zero 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 zero, but I think I'm more likely to kill someone with a shooting than with a stabbing. I don't think I have the. Heart I would for much that. rather be shot than stabbed. I'll tell you that a hundred times out of a hundred. I feel like every time you say that, though. You'll have one person who's like, bro. It's like uh, cl the classic Dane Cook. Uh, when you say you want a monkey, there's always a guy who pops out and he's like, bro, you don't, you've never been around a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's always one guy who's like, Ugh. yeah, that's the problem. You think you just get shot and that's it? No. But yeah. I'm not saying it feels good. I'm saying it feels so bad that, you know, you got a, got a chance of going in shock. Right, listen, I'm, I'm sure that all of it's bad, but. But I know as far as which sort of death I'm dealing, no fucking way I'm putting a blade in anybody ever. No way. Now, as mad as I was on Sunday, as I was waiting in line, I was kind of like feeling the hate. Like, I liked it. I liked how excited and frenzied I was <laughs> to get to the front of the line. Like, I think I would have almost been bummed if I would have rolled right up, you know? Uh no no I think I think I'd just get in the sandwich in a convenient manner would have been fine. I want that Derstuga feel, you know. I guess so. Like the anticipation, like I, I know when I get to the top of this thing, it's gonna all be worth it. And God damn it, if it was. Yeah it no I mean I I think that the uh, probably the luckiest thing that ever happened to me in my life is just that I was able to have like ten fifteen of them bad boys before anyone else knew what was up. Like, I was, I was definitely on double-digit Sandys by the time I wrote that article. I don't think I got to double digits, but I think I certainly would be considered an outlier among the public. Yeah. I was probably around six or seven. I'm probably in the top 100 in America. Probably so. They, they, Popeye's needs to institute... Excluding like, Popeye's employees. Doesn't count. Like, if you're on the testing team... Right. Doesn't count. Yeah, and I would even bet that it's kind of like with, uh, with everything else... That uh, the corporations who are all corporation-y do, and I bet the people who actually work on the line are not allowed to taste the goods, you know? That's like in New up. Jack City, they make them make the sandwiches naked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they know there's no <laughs> funny tell. no funny business um, going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, Domino's is a corporation, and I just want to let you know they don't have that policy, so... Uh, yeah, that's true, and I've told you before... Shift like, pizza is a regular enough thing. My dad, one of his favorite stories is about having a friend, like a lifelong or a childhood friend that like in high school and in college worked at a, at a Bell. Yeah. And could customize. Yeah. You know? The manager was copping churros at that <laughs> time is my understanding. What was that from? Kanye. Kanye. There you go. Uh, 
But yeah, this, maybe when there's a frenzy like this, to, though, they institute new policies. But yeah, I mean, I was getting fucking shit talked hard from uh, the home front. You're such a dummy. You're such an idiot. What are you doing? You've been gone for over an hour. And then I got home. I fucking tossed one of those bad boys like a Frisbee. And 10 minutes later was getting apologies. She caught it in her mouth. <laughs> she was like, okay, yeah. I get it. No, it's a really good sandwich, man. It's I think somehow phase two was even better. It's like with uh, Trident Lakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with Trident Lakes. <laughs> right? When are we going to have Richie on to ask, uh, just ask him what, what, what happened there? I would like to do it any time. Have we already talked about this, throwing that out as an idea on the podcast? Was that on the podcast? Was that in private life? I mean, we've talked about the TL enough to where I would imagine we've brought it up. I mean, I, I, would, I don't think he would, he probably doesn't want anything to do with me because I'm out here rabble rousing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I can already imagine in my head, like just from other times that he's been involved with things that went south and then uh, wrote extensively about it on the internet. Um, I, uh, I think that, that Richie Witt would absolutely be like, yeah, man, that was, that was a crazy idea. All those other people, they, they had some wild stuff. You know, I was just kind of long for the ride. I was trying to help them out, but, you know, they just wouldn't listen to me. And so, you know, it failed. I mean, that's also a really good way to keep yourself from getting killed by Colombian drug lords. <laughs> You think that Colum- like were they? You don't know that they were involved in Trident Lakes. So that's just that's just jimmer jammer. Didn't the FBI like kind of get involved because of that with TL? Yeah, I don't think so. I thought that they just like said, "Hey, it's coming," and then like it didn't show up. Uh, it's like the FBI says entrepreneur agreed to launder Colombian drug money through Texas residential development project. <laughs> Oh, okay. And look, okay. <laughs> we can't just sit here and pick and choose when we believe the Federal Bureau of Investigations. But if we could, <laughs> this would certainly be a time where I would uh, exercise. And I love the way that this uh, this CBS article, uh, CBS 11 article, starts as a hyped luxury North Texas residential community. Like, boy. Hyped is doing some Ronnie Coleman level lifting there. Yeah, just everywhere you go, can't can't <laughs> on on the lips of the people. Right. Trident likes, Trident likes. It's uh, it's when the in sa- fact the sandwich uh, and the Trident likes. This uh, the, the like half of our audience right now is like, what the fuck is Trident Lakes? What right. are we talking about? Prepper community up north of, up north of here around Sherman. Like to me, it definitely sounds. You know, it's one of those, we need a real word for this, but like when you watch Ozark, is it Ozarks? Ozarks, yeah. and you're like, oh, no fucking way. And then you see and then you see the story, and you're like, oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like Ozarks a lot. I was always upset. I think Dan was the main voice of this show is bad because it's implausible. Like, I don't know, you know. I didn't think I guess was... if you don't if you don't want to like things, I can't stop you, but... Yeah, I didn't even I don't even know if I thought it was implausible as much as just that I'm a bad like they would kick me out of any TV jury pool in America. Like we would at, they would ask 10 questions and then I would never. You know, that's another thing is I don't really know how jury pools work cuz in my mind it would just well, if be if you have any questions? Professional juror, I would uh or from a professional juror family mm-hmm. or storied. Like it just seems to me like it would be so easy to get removed. Just stand up and yell the N-word. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, no, I, I mean, I... A full eject. Uh, I mean, you might you might have to come back to the court not as a juror. 
<laughs> might Boy. set a return date for you. Boy, that uh, that did not work out the way I thought it would. But yeah, like I think like this is a Larry. Larry did that on Curb, right? Not the N word, but something kind of like a, like that sounds right. Yeah, can't you just do something offensive and then like you're out? Why do you want to be out? I understand that it's um, like the everyone's like, oh, jury duty sucks, but like it's fucking awesome. Here's why I would want to be out because I think there's a pretty good chance that while I would end up in the top three as selection for foreman, I would never be one. <laughs> unless you can't, unless you can be the foreman, you're out. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, right. Like that's sensible, and I would, and I would know that I was so. Scotty Pippen had a good time too, you know. Oh, that reminds me, the book of basketball 2.0 is coming out. Are you hyped? uh no it's not a book oh it's not it's a podcast shut the fuck up i'm serious the book of basketball 2.0 is a podcast podcast. what the fuck is going on man (laughs) whatever dude guy gets to hang out with Jesus and miro twice and all of a sudden he thinks he can replace books with podcasts did you read the first one i don't think you did no fuck no i didn't yeah, what are you I mean, I read selections from it, and I know that he called Scottie Pippen like a top 30 player of all time or something. Why wouldn't you? I mean, because he's not, but he's up there, respectable. He won six titles. So did, like, Bill Winnington. <laughs> no, I don't, th- I don't know if there's anyone else on there for all six. Winnington certainly was not there for all six. Yeah, you're right. I, look, I think people probably underrate Scottie Pippen. I think Bill Simmons overrated Scottie Pippen. It's the defense, man. But I mean, look, he's moved on to his. You're not winning six titles unless you got a guy that you can just put him on anyone else on the other team and be like, you're stopping that guy, and he just stops that guy. I I I I identify much more with Scottie Pippen than Michael Jordan. I get it, you know. I'm Pippen esque. Central Arkansas really didn't use that to vault themselves to anything else, you know. That was too bad. That's where he went to school. Yeah. I really never heard of Central Arkansas except for the fact that Scottie Pippen went there. It seems like the type of place that was sending a lot of mail to my brother for football recruiting. (laughs) You think so? Well, I just know I learned about like, I mean, 95% of the mail he was getting, I'd never heard of the place before. Mm -hmm. And then you start to realize how many colleges there are out there. But anyways, the point is that you got somebody murdered in Pennsylvania over uh, over a sandwich. That's the real... That's the upshot here. Sacrifice that needed to be made. I apologize to no one. I spent $31. That <laughs> felt like a personal high. I mean, they should make it 31 a sandwich. It would be interesting. There's like actual price gouging laws, though, right? On the books. Probably not in Texas, though. You think that they're respecting those laws? I mean, there can't be, right? Or else like insulin wouldn't have this happening. Or, yeah, what was the little fuck boy's name? It was uh, Shrekley. The, the bu- Martin, Martin Shikrelli. Shikrelli. Shekers. I went to a uh, drug school with a guy named uh, Chikarelli. He's dead now, Jake. Really? Yeah. What's the body count on drug school? A lot. For real? Oh, yeah. Is it all related to, well, not all related to each other. <laughs> no, I don't none, mean of, none of them are car accidents. Yeah. <laughs> not all related to, it's not like. Uh, Too much heroin is the prominent cause. You should get your money back if you're the parents. Yeah, yeah, you probably should. Like, if your kid still ends up jacking the dew in the arm, then you should probably get your 100K back. Yeah. Like, no, what did you guys do? <laughs> yeah. By the way, the uh, gentleman that I was thinking of last week on the non... Uh, that would be a weird advertising point, though. You don't really want to say that up front. 
money back if your kid dies. Like you just whisper to the kid on the way out, like don't listen to anything they say. <laughs> kind of puts them in their head that their kid might die. <laughs> um, the gentleman that I was, the name I was thinking of last week uh, on the non-Bobby uh, Petriino podcast was Sage Northcutt. Huh? Sage Northcutt was the UFC fighter that I was thinking of. Uh, Google him real quick. I'm more of a Dennis Northcutt guy. Uh, Sage Northcutt is the UFC fighter. We were talking about how only poor people typically end up in uh, the fight game. And this gentleman, who I believe is from like Katy or something, looks exactly like you would think a UFC fighter. He is from Katy. He's yeah. 23. And his name is Sage Northcutt. Yeah. Like it's uh sounds like a fucking rejected Street Fighter 2 He's character. He's been training MMA since the age of four. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah there's no way it. he'll kill his whole family. Like he's definitely going to kill an IG model with like half a million followers. That's too bad. And it does uh, does feel a little inevitable. Let's look at some Dennis Northcutt highlights. What the fuck? We don't need to watch Dennis Northcutt highlights. Why not? And just because because he's a guy I might have forgot about. <laughs> the opening that's, of the the, thing is. <laughs> that's the best version of a highlight opening. That's like it was just a template. White lettering on the black background that just says Dennis Northcutt and like Times New Roman. Very boring font. <laughs> Look at him go, dude. He's he's not really running away from the defense, but he certainly caught that ball and did something with it. So how about the Cowboys? Is that what we're here to talk about? No, not at all. We break down the game every time? McConaughey's on the gram now. That's cool. We're here to talk about that. Okay. Uh, and we're here to talk about James O. I want that beef. Yeah. James O'Keefe dropping fucking daisy cutters. I'm not willing Project to... Project uh, Veritas, my homie. I Listen, today's work was uh, by far the best work they've done, uh, by which I mean the only, like halfway decent work they've done uh i don't want to put james veritas in the the ring the uh the alex jones memorial group of guys who are clearly bad but we think are kind of funny so we talk about them in a way that is something other than focusing on the fact they're bad i just want to focus on the fact he's bad he's bad he's not like wall dude oh so he's so you're saying that wall closer to jones than to obeef yeah yeah Wall and Jones are in the same category. I'm not putting O'Keefe in that category. He's, I'm a little he's trying sus. to do bad stuff, and you know he's trying really hard, and he's a bad guy. Like, would a fucking anchor really say that on set with her mic on, like, and not know? Like, I mean, I don't think like even you're saying it's staged. No, I just feel like it's just so wild to me that you like, watched the clip, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's got to be that, right? And she even released a statement where she was like. Uh, you know, is a moment of frustration. They haven't actually actively like prevented me from reporting on it. So it's not like she was like, uh, "Hey, uh, this is fake. I never said it." She definitely said it. Okay. Do you think there's a chance that like she was working with them or something? What? You, who? Who is them? Veritas, and like they got her to say it years ago. No, I think what happened is uh, apparently this was recorded like, uh, like three months ago. Oh, okay. I mean, I know the story is from 2016, but I thought that even her part was older than three months ago. But maybe I don't really know. It who was she whatever is. Epstein was the biggest story. Uh, it's I had never heard of the woman. What's her name? Uh, Ao Amy, something. Uh, Amy Robach. Amy Robach. Uh, so she's a news anchor somewhere. I don't know. I don't watch the news or 
try to stay up on current events. Well, I'm not educated. <laughs> I've still pop my pimples with a compass. No, uh, she operates in a corner of the world that I almost can't believe exists still. But I know that it does, and I know that they have extremely cool offices in Manhattan, like in Times Square, which is the World News Tonight. Okay. Yeah, like you see that shit all the time. Like, actually, not all the time. You see, I see it whenever I go visit my grandfather in the nursing home, and he has the news on at 5. And maybe it's at 5 or 5.30, they, get, they go away from the weatherman who thinks he's funny to David Meir in World News Tonight. Yeah, I got some other stuff to do. Yeah, and it's wild because i just don't know who's watching it besides nursing homes i mean if i'm doing that then what what time do i have for Northcut highlights that's exactly sage not dennis no I'm, I'm just a dennis guy uh mike fury another one you might have not thought about in a little while <laughs> correct uh so uh amy robach yeah is sitting there on camera um and this is like in a break and yeah that she she talked to uh she calls virginia jeffrey by her maiden name i think it's roberts correct and yeah she and I, I think that we had even heard that this existed before um that that there had been a time that a serious news reporter had sat down and gotten the interview and, and that the story didn't end up running and uh she's just kind of you know very pointedly saying that like she thinks it's really fucked up that every single thing that people are blow have their minds blown about now she knew and had on camera three years ago and her producers were like meh kind of sucks i don't like it yeah she says that uh it looks like the initial thing was jeffrey epstein's not a big enough name like this isn't gonna you know like shake the world up because no one's ever heard of him um and then she says from there that uh the Buckingham Palace found out that Prince Andrew was involved and they were like, we'll fucking bury you if you uh, ever say a word of this. Like, you know, we'll, we'll bring all the lawyers, every lawyer in England with their fucking powdery wings will be on a boat to your New York courts yeah, like, within minutes. Okay, I'm sure there's a lot about the palace that I don't know, but what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah, fucking <laughs> nobody in the world I'm afraid of less than an English lawyer. Maybe use the uh, crown jewels as collateral. <laughs> take out a loan, be able to cover some of these uh, these court costs. These people are toothless, I say. Toothless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they've got uh, some kind of power somewhere or something. They're called the Queen. You know, if anyone's ever called the Queen, unless it's like one of those like ironic things, like a, a big guy being called tiny stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, or like a gay slur, like a poor person being called the queen. You know, like then, then you could probably just let it lie. But if it, if it's an official title, they could probably do something to fuck you up. Welfare queen, am I right? <laughs> no, you are not. I want to play. I get uh, triggered by that phrase. I want to play. Uh, let me list the ten phrases for you that I heard a lot growing up that I didn't know were bad. Because <laughs> welfare queen was definitely on that list. Your parents were just talking about it all the time. I don't know if it was so much my parents. I'm. Sh I don't know that they objected to the idea. Look, it's not, and they're different now. But I don't think it's all that uncommon. For small business owner who is told by politicians that they have entrusted their support to that, hey, look, all these people, all they're doing is just having babies and ripping you off, you know, because they don't have a better money making enterprise than having a baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think that I didn't really understand that until, you know, going through it. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know if there's a number, although there obviously is a number because... 
you know, Kim doesn't have to have her own babies anymore. But I feel like Dan never gives her credit for the fact that she had, what, she have one or two on her own? I think two. And uh, I did see the episode where uh, she was told that she has a hole in her uterus and is physically incapable of giving birth again. And so it wasn't just like, a, I'm tired of this, maybe someone else can do it. Right, I know that, and yeah. I've tried to mention that, but... You know, no one wants to hear that. Hole in the uterus. Are you still not that part, although that's bad too. Are you still uh are you still keeping up with them? Uh my house is, I can tell you that with certainty. Really? What? That uh, Megan I, watches keeping up with the Kardashians all the time? Yeah, I, I yeah, honestly absolutely. stopped keeping up with keeping up with the Kardashians. I don't know where their run is at. Uh, you know, I mean it's it's been on for a very long time. Uh Jonathan's been a fuck boy the whole run. Now who's Jonathan? That's a great fucking question that okay. everyone should be asking themselves. Okay. Uh, no, it's he's uh, one of uh, Kim's friends. He's like also rich and uh, just hangs around and like says really sycophantic things and just isn't Scott. He's a male char- character on the show. It's not Scott, so fuck him. Okay. So, anyways, the way I read it was whenever ABC News was like, uh, "This doesn't meet our uh, our editorial standards." What that meant is that it's about Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't was know. Like the only standard that seemed to be in play. Yeah, she seems to like. It, it's just a little confusing the way that she says it. I, I don't know. I guess confusing is not the right word, but I, I would love to know a little bit more about the whole thing because she seemed to be kind of like summarizing several months worth of back and forth in a, into a couple sentences. And so, like, yeah, if, if it is just, like, I could kind of believe that it's like, well, it's just uh, Jeffrey Epstein, how is he a big deal? But then if she's saying that Prince Andrew's involved, like, then wouldn't it be like, who the fuck cares if it's Jeffrey Epstein, it's Prince Andrew? Yes, like, yes. He's a big now, enough name. So now, then, I may then, not it, care. then it seems like the initial part was kind of BS and the only substance is, no way. well, it would be really difficult for us to publish this because the powerful people it would be, be about would push back on it. Which, like, yeah, I don't know. What a bunch of fucking pussies. It's like we were talking, I guess uh, this is on the, the premium, so maybe we need to restate this. But uh, what we were talking about uh, with the Deadspin thing is just, like, not a lot of people want to write stories like Deadspin has written in the past because, you know, th- that it invites this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, just the, the people that own news organizations are there to, like, write the easy stories, you know? Not, not like, exclusively. Like, every once in a while, they'll, uh, they'll they'll pop off with something. But they are not looking to run something every single episode of the, the World News Tonight where uh, they're kicking the hornet's nest and, you know, um, inviting millions of lawyers upon them. So They're uh, risk-averse. They're here to, uh, to make some money. Bro down. Boy. I feel like I might need a little history lesson on World War II after our conversation last week. Go for it. Did what, you know that which there, one? You know that there were so this oh, the been POW thing? like a hundred times now, but that there were two hundred thousand German POWs in Texas alone between nineteen forty three and nineteen forty five. I guess they had some out by White Rock. Yeah, a few hundred. Like and Justin told us that that was like everyone knew it at the time, but that I shouldn't feel like a total dummy for not knowing now. That like it's not something that because you know I do think we spent a decent amount of time on World War II in our history standard boilerplate shit. But there's going up. so much about it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you you know like yeah, if, if your class spends a month on World War II, you think you're going to get to all the major stories? Not fucking close. It's like the most interesting time in the fucking history of man. Yeah. But the fact that Garland Road had a barracks that was this 
had a bunch of fucking Nazi soldiers in it for a few years that a bunch of just national guard, or I guess U.S. Army soldiers were protecting. Blows my fucking mind. There's a, uh, did you see the, the radio lab about it? No. Listen to the radio? There's a radio lab about it. And uh, the premise is more or less exactly what we're in, of like that uh, someone, uh, the producer, like her dad was like, yeah, and uh, whenever we had the Nazis working with us on the farm, and she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, we just, you know, I was three or four years old and ha- had a couple Nazis. Um, and th- yeah, the, the, like it was, it was a, a big story at the time. They play some, uh, like the, uh, the, the Rush Limbaugh of 1943, like getting on his radio thing and talking all fucking newsy. He talks newsy as fuck. <laughs> and just like, uh, you know, are we treating these boys too well? Um, and yeah, that the, they talk about the Geneva Convention and how it's like you know that that we're supposed to because the the there were like there were definitely people in Alabama because they were they focus on uh, one of the camps in Alabama. Um, there were definitely people in Alabama who were Americans that received less resources than these uh, Nazis were receiving, but they were like, listen, it's a new. The Geneva Convention, we're supposed to follow it. Uh, if we follow it, then we can have some amount of hope that uh, they'll follow it. And just like, we're supposed to be good people. So how about we be good people? Another one to add to the list of things I heard a lot growing up. In jail, they have cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course they did. <laughs> Yeah, I pretty much just uh, have better than we, you know, better than we do, actually. <laughs> Having been in a uh, watching TV in a communal setting kind of thing, let me God let you damn. know it's uh, it's it's not much. Sounds like the absolute worst. Like I don't just, even like watching cowboy games at a bar. Yeah, like uh, it's not much use having cable if you're not the uh, biggest, like strongest guy in the room. The foreman. Because then you're going to be <laughs> yes, the foreman. Because then you're going to be watching whatever that guy likes. So unless you like Dog the Bounty Hunter, you're going to be pretty pissed. <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh, yeah, so apparently they worked in Fair Park at a repair shop, like on the overnight. Like So the regular workers would go home, and they would take all the German POWs to Fair Park, and they would just like work the night shift. Was it Wolanski's father's shop? Um, Probably not. Grandfather's shop. <laughs> betting not okay although that would be especially cruel um no seems fair to me yeah i don't know he did have an auto shop that's why i'm bringing it up that is factually accurate um so i don't like i said i feel like i just need to learn i need need to learn more about this because my thought was that like Oh, the Germans would have just never surrendered if they knew that we were <laughs> holding like half a million POWs over here. They would have been like, no, we're going to fight until we can get those fuckers back. But apparently... I think that was a big reason why they had them here, right? Is because if, if they're all sitting there in Essex or whatever... Then break like, them out? Yeah, it would have been... And uh, the thing that Justin told us was, you know, uh, there's large ships going back and forth between America and England constantly. They're full when they leave America. They're empty when they leave England. So why not throw some throw some soldiers on there? Like it was not a significant logistical undertaking. Like it's not like they were flying out planes just to take those guys. It was like, well, it should be empty otherwise. Might as well ship some back. Put them in Alabama. And yeah, while I have Justin's message uh, up here. Um Sharon Stone's husband was attacked by a Komodo dragon at the Los Angeles Zoo in 2001. Oh, really? And had to have reconstructive surgery all over his uh, for his. He had to have his feet re his 
Both of his feet or the tendons in them reattached surgically. Oh my god! He was on a private tour. And he got his feet ripped off by Komodo. By, by a Komodo. <laughs> Komodo dragon. A Komodo dragon. A Komodo dragon wearing a kimono. Uh, a keeper had invited him into the enclosure. Bronstein was bitten on his bare foot <laughs> as the keeper had told him to take off his white shoes and socks, which the keeper stated could excite the Komodo dragon as they were the same color as the white rats the zoo fed the dragon, which is why I'm not taking them off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want him excited. Although he escaped, Bronstein needed to have several tendons in his foot reattached sur- uh, surgically. Yeah, it doesn't sound to me like he escaped. No, <laughs> again, I would not well, say well, overall it. it was a swift escape. I would, I, would, I, I, I've, I've taken that one as an L. You think we have any of these bad boys at, at the Dallas Zoo? That's a great question. I can look it up. Producing on the fly, Komodo dragon near me. <laughs> <laughs> Komodo dragon maps. <laughs> meet our animals. Oh, you can meet the animals on the Dallas Zoo website? Yeah. If they have them and they're not... Dargon. If they have them and they're not doing live streams of those as opposed to just another giraffe that dies a month after it's born that they name after like Jason Witten or whatever it was... Yeah, if you want to talk cowboys, it's time to it's time to name a a, a a giraffe Jarwin. Yeah, Jarwin the giraffe. What about Schultz? Kind of fell out of the mix. Yeah, people were really high on him. James Hanna's giraffe is uh really really struggling. Uh, pull up the McConaughey uh, audio for me. I got it right here. Okay. Uh, I need to see the bigger. Make yeah, it that's... big. The first one is not a story. Like, yeah, you got to make it big for me, or at least bigger. The this one first. This is the video that he put up. Which one? This one? Yeah, this is like the other one's a story. Um, this one is his, is his actual like foray into it. And I guess yesterday was his was the big five zero. Oh, congratulations! For, uh, so he decided because like uh, this is the thing now is for celebrities that were all kind of. Although I don't know that I want to group McConaughey in with Jennifer Aniston because I fucking hate Jennifer Aniston. Oh come on! Um, but she's America's sweetheart, and that's why I hate her. She's America's sweetheart, who, unlike the other America's sweetheart, never cut her pubes into a heart and tried to dye them hot pink for her motorcycle husband. So if she did that, then you'd be on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The death match between Sandy and uh, Jennifer Aniston. That I see one clear uh, delineating advantage. Why can't we have two? Well, I can't stand her. But now, because we can't have anything for ourselves anymore, the... Um, Ooh, uh, looks like they do have them at the Fort Worth Zoo. Oh, for real? Yep, yep, yep. Fort Worth Zoo welcomes 11 Komodo dragon hatchlings. That's 2017. Eleven seems like too much to have on. <laughs> I think I think there's a chance they regret this about two years from now. <laughs> They're going to take over West Seventh. Yeah, I mean, you can uh, you can uh, herd a cat on a football field down a tunnel, but if eleven Komodos were to take Eamon Carter, I think you'd have a real fucking problem. On they your start head. testing the fence; it's going to fail. Uh, so. Looks like one of them ate a cat. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> didn't, didn't eat a cat. Oh, okay. The headline is, Kitten Rescued from Komodo Dragon Exhibit at Fort Worth Zoo is No Scaredy Cat. He's just dumb. That's what the Dallas Morning News thinks is uh, 
<laughs> this is the closest to the cat fashion show story from Anchorman <laughs> that I've seen out of the morning news. They put Scaredy Cat in the headline and put a little cute photo of him with cat, one, one eye. Cat was spotted by a zookeeper taken to the Humane Society. There are feral cat populations in Forest Park. I believe that. Oh, yeah. We got to make a field trip, man. See this cat? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. So the thing I'm grossed out about is uh, like Jennifer Aniston getting on Instagram. Okay. Like this is a space that's occupied by the new blood. All right? Yes. The new blood who sells uh, prepackaged smoothies and stickers for your tits. By the new blood, you, you mean on- 34-year-old radio producers. No, no. I mean, twenty-two-year-old uh, uh, former like Florida State dropouts to be creeped on by thirty-four-year-old radio producers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, or you know, various members of the Baylor women's volleyball team. Right, exactly. I'm not. I, we can't live in a world where Jennifer Aniston becomes an influencer. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is. No. Well, I guess that one lady's still telling women to like put bath salts in their vaginas, right? Yeah, Paltrow. Uh, the goop. She's a. I'm just saying, like you know, a influencer in like a, a literal sense. Um, you know, like everyone got her haircut for like a super long time. But that's that, a lot of influence. That, that fucking ship has sailed though. And don't tell me about how influential she is because Trump's in the White House. <laughs> okay. Okay. She tried. She failed. By the way, at some point we need to do a full hour on. Trump being in the White House? No, on would we be... How does he get in? Happier, what door does he use? Sadder, madder, funnier, more entertained or not if the Hill Dog runs it back. <laughs> like if she declares her candidacy? I mean, you know. Dude, it would uh, be so great. Do not prefer. No, I certainly don't prefer it from a practical sense, but if you've already given up, like you just... The conversation I want to have is what would be the funniest person for Trump to dismember in front of America again, or at all, right? In her case, it would be again. So, boy, I would just feel who would be the funniest one. So, so right, it really would. Like, just that—that that is like, I, I like, I watched the whole thing of uh, Biden being like, uh, you know, ahead in all the polls, and I'm like, man, it seems like you didn't learn enough lessons in 2016. He's too similar a candidate. Like and it's it's really frustrating that you guys didn't uh, learn the things that I feel like I learned from that, and uh, so if they were like, <laughs> I'm gonna double down. <laughs> Have you seen this? I'm gonna get it, get it. <laughs> how bad your computer is. Yeah, no, but look at this. Joe Biden goes out to speak for a C. This is on C-SPAN. They lost them. Well, <laughs> they didn't like. He lost them. He just walks around aimlessly, facing the wrong direction. <laughs> For like 15 seconds. <laughs> it's, just, a, it's like he's just talking to the... He doesn't know where the camera is. There's a uh, there's like a picture of some wind turbines in the background. He's just talking to the turbines. Yeah, he's lost. Then they're, they go back to the crowd who's riding for Biden. And uh, he never really seems to figure it out. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, McConaughey's on, on Instagram. And I just want you to enjoy it with me. I want him to see, see me. Um... Look, this is my first venture into sharing myself and my views with the world, and I'm a little bit nervous about it um, because, quite frankly, I, I'm, I'm. I'd like. I know I want to have a monologue. I'm not sure I want to have the dialogue. <laughs> but I've learned that's that the you gist have of the this podcast. <laughs> have the monologue just as you have to have a monologue to have 
the dialogue. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing who I am with you. I'm looking forward to seeing if, uh, if who I am translates, if what I want to share translates. If it tickles your funny bone, if it makes you think a second, if it makes your heart swell up a little bit, if it makes you take a quiet moment for a walk and go, I got to check in with the M and the E. Hopefully all those things. <laughs> let's have some fun with it though. And let's, let's again, let's keep the high eye, not the low eye. High eye. All right. <laughs> gonna, you're going to come to my page and decide you need to take a walk, check in with the old M.E. <laughs> Hopefully all those things. <laughs> I fucking died when I saw this last night for the first time, dude. Take a walk with the M.E. <laughs> Keep the high eye, not the low eye, the high eye. <laughs> what's, what's the high eye? I have no idea. I have no idea. He's speaking his own language. And I mean, he's kind of laying, you know, he's, he's, he's telling you what he's about to tell you, you know? So, so I, I assume <laughs> that a later post will illuminate what the high eye is versus the low eye. We are dangerously close to Terrence Howard territory. <laughs> oh, <laughs> With yeah. With this unfettered access to his constant existence. Yeah. Like, you might start to be like, whoa, do we need to... <laughs> check on matt <laughs> someone we can call <laughs> <laughs> okay this next one is his first story so it's kind of choppy because it's like three little uh you know panes like clipped together yeah and he's just sitting on a couch I may not be willing, but I'm uh, mm, mm, capably able. Do I have an Instagram? Well, I'd be a lot cooler if I did. But guess this what? This is from the movie. It is now a lot cooler because I do. All right, Instagram, let's do this. <laughs> let's get some howdies going. Howdy. Let's get some howdies going, bro. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, he's he's achieved uh, goals already. You know, I, I I would agree that did tickle my funny bone. <laughs> I'm gonna go for a <laughs> just walk. Just to go from a little uh, little solo <laughs> that he's uh, a little verbal just scale. right just right into you know. Uh, uh, hey, Instagram, I'm here, and uh, I was in a movie once. Would you like to hear something from it? It's kind of it's kind of weird because he's generally thought of as like a really cool guy. But most really cool people don't traffic so heavily in their trademarks, you know? Like, he's almost, like, got a little Bagel Boss-like quality to him where for, like, a week, every time they caught up with the Bagel Boss, he would just yell, Bagel Boss, he would yell, on fucking dating sites! Because he yelled it in his viral video. Matthew McConaughey is thought of as cool, but he's kind of just totally okay playing the same hits that you know like most artists the auteur they don't feel as comfortable being that cheap i i feel like mcconaughey's thing is uh like the, he's he's in the very small category of people of like because he does it it is cool like there's really nothing okay. he could do that would be uncool like uh him constantly referencing dazed and confused like it seems awesome because it's the kind of thing that someone who's normally that cool wouldn't do like uh, you know, he's he's really turning the the idea of a cool person on its head in a cool way. That's my opinion. Yeah. Also, I uh, see that. dazed and confused blows. Uh, I don't know. I don't have much regard for it. I mean, but 
bunch of fucking nothing. You know, I think it's kind of you saw we saw Diner, so it's I, maybe I would. I liked Diner. I'll watch Diner again. I liked. I probably like Days and Confused and Diner about the same. Um, and I liked them a lot better whenever they were called super bad. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And it makes me wonder, like, is there a time? I mean, super bad's a lot funnier than than most other movies. It Certainly, is. it's. I mean, Days and Confused is just like not really a funny movie. Okay, I I agree, but my point is, like, is I don't that know. If they're trying that hard to be funny, much like how every year someone like runs the hundred faster than anyone ever has, or like bench presses more than anyone ever has. Is are we are we on a continuum or I guess like a spectrum where Diner was funny when it came out in like 1978 or 1980? Like, have you ever gone back? When I go back and watch like Richard Pryor standups, that shit is not funny to me. Yeah, no, I, I like not at all. I think that as a, as a as a people, we are uh, getting funnier as time goes along. Food better. I mean, you know, faster athletes. It's, it's, uh, it's not all linear. It's not up and down. Um, There's know. some older stuff that I yeah. Like whenever speaking of the uh, movie of the months when we did Fletch, I thought that shit was really really good, and I was surprised I hadn't heard a whole lot about it. I've but never like seen it. Airplane, my oh. dad would just cry, cry to that shit. I like Airplane. Quite I'm a like bit. I just don't. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I I thought Airplane was great. You may want to give a little. You may want to give a little revisit. I mean, I I certainly like the. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar stuff gets played a decent amount, and I, I like that every time. Uh, I use Leonard's Getting Larger as a regular part of my lexicon. See, I've it's been so long since I've seen it uh, that I'm not even sure that it, like... That Maybe you saw Airplane 2. Maybe so. Maybe that's the disconnect. Uh, did you see that the editorial director of uh, the new Deadspin owners quit? I did, I did. It's fucking... I mean, it's kind of hard for him to go on after he blew up a whole site. Like, you know, what 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 do we want you around for? Blow up a second site? We only got so many sites here. We'll, blow them all up. We're going to be fucked. Can we talk through the game plan here of... I'm going to quit after I blow up this site and I still decide to blow up this site? Like, I don't think that he was planning to quit whenever he blew it up. I think the fact that he blew it up so badly made him so he had to quit. I would have just assumed that if you're going to do something that bold, then you view it either from above or what did you not know what was coming? Like I thought Absolutely there would be some sort of Absolutely they did not know what was coming. Really? Dude, 99% of newsrooms would not have reacted that way. Yeah, but again, to make it like a ticket reference, a lot of people there would. Dude, I don't know. If you were told all of a sudden that like you can, you can only do sports stories, no entertainment, and the segments are seven seconds long now, or seven minutes long, excuse me, I think a lot of people would quit. Yeah, like maybe yeah, everyone. Yeah, if it was if it was that, especially if you you know. Yeah, and I guess that is the correct analogy to draw. I feel like there's lots of small like editorial things being like you know. I don't know. I, I I feel like the the people working at the station twenty years ago had more independence and like uh, less rules than than current day. Um, but you're right that uh, that it would be a giant departure to say nothing that isn't directly related to sports. And that if they did say say that, that I think that yeah, most people would probably be like, all right, well then I'm out. And a similar part of the analogy is that no one at Deadspin or pretty much no one is going to not be able to find work. 
Like that, they were a lot of pretty highly regarded, at least like your top 10 of the roster. They might not be able to find work they like as much, but like, dude, people will yeah, hire. Yeah, I feel like that's a kind of whistling in the dark thing that people say a lot because they're scared. So they want to look like they're not scared. Like, uh, I saw someone like, you know, kind of responding to the whole thing being like, yeah, a lot of people told me that I was a, you know, great talent and tweeted like, hey, you should hire her. And then like, no one did for like two years. Like that, she was like, now yeah. I am back to where I I have a job that was as good or better than the one I had that I quit in principle or uh, maybe got laid off. I don't remember. I don't know or situation I had not previously heard of her. But I I would bet that that's more typical than like uh, someone the next day being like you know hired by something that is more awesome. Yeah, and maybe that's where like someone like me might slide in. Not a but, lot of these jobs, man. But if you're talking the top nine. You know, I think they could all, maybe you, you might have to make a little less or whatever, but I, I think maybe I'm thinking too much about Barry and McGarry and David Roth than I am about people whose names I don't really know. Yeah. Because I don't really read their shit um, too much. But Yeah, uh, and I don't know, like, uh, th- this is a conversation that, uh, that I had on Twitter with someone, um, because uh, Bernie tweeted about Deadspin, which was surprising. Really? He did, yeah. Okay. Um, Focused on the, uh, the important issues. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm being jest. It's a big, it's a big labor story and he should absolutely. Yeah. And I, I was kind of like, man, I absolutely want a president who knows what Deadspin is. <laughs> um, I know Trump knows, but, uh, so after the Manti Teo story, <laughs> what, what, what did Trump care about the Manti Teo story for? Man, I almost bought you the t-shirt one time. What? Uh, when Timothy Burke broke the Manti Teo story. Uh, when this is like what 2012, yeah, 2013, and Trump was, you know, he's always been kind of rumored to be involved in politics, but he was still just TV guy, and he yeah. tweeted like, you know, the phenomenal work of you know at Timothy Burke and at Deadspin co- uncovering this wild Linnea Kakua story, and they just replied, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I they do sold remember that. T-shirts with it on there. I do remember that. <laughs> like, they got this huge compliment from this big celebrity, and their first response was to just say, go fuck yourself. That's why we need them around, Respect. you know? Respect, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, someone was like, you know, uh, it's, it's actually not bad because the, the people are still there and their work will continue on. And I don't know, I just I just don't really feel like that. Like, like obviously, it's true that people will still be there and their talent is not changed, but uh, environment matters, you know? Like, yeah. uh who who you're working with and around and and everything like that like i i don't know that's just uh viewing it in like a very um binary kind of thing that i i just do not feel reflects the reality like i i do not think that uh you know if if you end up in a situation where like uh everyone at the like the the you know your your ticket apocalypse occurred that you're talking about and uh, all of them got shows. And let's even say that the shows were like staggered properly such that you could uh, have apps of, you know, like whatever, the talk station in Denver. And you could you could put together, put back together the ticket lineup, you know, where like you're listening to uh, Corby's show in Denver from three to seven and Bob and Dan in Portland from noon to three and, you know, whatever. I, I do not think that that would be as good. I, I think that you would you would rightfully feel like you would uh, you would lost something. Uh, and like, it would still be enjoyable. It'd be fine. But like, you know, it, it would be a negative. I totally agree. I think that's a bad point to say that those people are all still going to be working. Yeah. Um, especially if your original point is about why the fuck did they do this in the first place? So that's what I have on that. Do you have any prostitutes or anything? 
Uh, I read a book. I finished a book. Can I tell you about my book a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, I read The Man from the Train. Was did, did I know that Dan... See, it seems to me like Dan is always referencing the book that he just read, but uh, I think that he actually reads an incredible amount of books, so I think that there probably are some that he reads and doesn't reference at all, because it's not like he's always talking about books, but I think he's always reading them. Has the man on the train had sex with the girl with the dragon tattoo? She's gone old for him, Jake. Okay. Well, he's a man. Bad, bad, bad guy, man from the train. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's a serial murderer who is, uh, appears to be murdering for the primary purpose of uh, raping women before they're in puberty. It's fiction? It is not fiction. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know what? You heard I, about this? I do. I think he briefly mentioned it because what story wasn't there a story recently that came up that like this was somehow was this in Mindhunter or something like that they might have covered man I feel like there was something there was some news story recently that touched on this in the, some way uh, shape or form the biggest case uh, like the biggest murder that that is pretty clearly tied in is a uh, uh, family was killed in uh, Villisca, Iowa so I don't know if maybe the Villisca story had popped up in some way doesn't really seem like that. Maybe we were just talking about Bill James and this came up again. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a Bill James book. His uh, he he recruited his daughter to uh, help him with research, and she was the one who found some of the uh, some of the biggest stuff. Um, so she is she is listed as a co-author. And uh, yeah, I, I would just I mean I've said many times on this podcast that Popular Crime by Bill James is just about my favorite book that I've ever read in my entire life. I've read it multiple times. It's fucking awesome how many books would you say you've read multiple times that and moneyball that okay. might that might be the list as far as uh post like 18 when i was a kid like if i got to one of the end of one of the Redwall books and really liked it might just run that back fucking see what these rats are doing <laughs> yeah you know running about i've read the looming Taking tower the castle twice okay and that's the only one yeah i uh, mostly because all the names were couldn't really get confusing. through the first couple chapters myself yeah Sorry. Yeah, it's 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 a dense book. Yeah, it's. Uh, I almost wish that if I didn't actually just get to the nine eleven. I don't want to hear about <laughs> get to the goddamn flight hottest in the nineteen fifties. Yeah, get to the strip club the night before. That's what I came here for. Like they, <laughs> he's going through like the guy who influenced the guy who was talking about the guy who uh, you know was was with uh, Bin Laden. You know, like yeah. And, it, the first person that like have an idea of like you know it would be cool to have a caliphate like that's where he's starting. Yeah, and I almost wish that because I didn't read that book because I, I mean I wanted to learn you know about how we got to where we got with nine eleven, but it's not like I was gonna go have a conversation with someone about it and be like, aha, so when uh <laughs> the first al Baghdadi had these ideas, here's my proposal. Just rename all rename all of them John and Bill and Wayne and Terry. <laughs> I'll fucking have a way easier time following your narrative. Yeah. I was very confused by it. By the way, wasn't there like they did go to the strip club like in the nights before? I seem to recall that, but I, I don't know. You want to talk sure. about a field trip. I mean, why why go then? You know, like uh you you got a, a room full of virgins in a week from now. Just uh just hold out. A room? And maybe that's what they're thinking, is they're thinking, well, pretty soon here, I'm only going to have virgins, and before I switch over to that, <laughs> I'd like... experienced <laughs> woman. Apparently, they were maybe in Vegas. I remember it being Florida, but 
Yeah, the flight school is in Florida, right? That's what I, yeah. Uh, but it says here the hijacker spent time at a Florida strip club just days before. If it's open. Yeah. Guidestones. What if it is Mons Venus? Komodos. Yeah. I'll do a little research on it. Anyways, back to murder. Uh, while we're talking about 9-11, we, uh, both of us equally brought up the Grapevine 9-11 Memorial on the premium episode. And someone let us know that, in fact, uh, not only Grapevine, Kennedale, Kennedale, has, Kennedale one is, has a 9-11 <laughs> memorial. <laughs> and a racetrack. And like but. the uh, the the Grapevine one, I, I think it's ridiculous. And so uh, we'll often uh, treat it as if it's ridiculous. But I do actually understand that it's a memorial to the flight crew who was based in Grapevine. Right. Uh, you know, like the, 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 there were people who died whose like families live there <laughs> and maybe that's true of Kennedale, but probably not. Yeah. It's, it, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It really just feels like servicing a patriotism hard on. Yeah. Uh, but so man from the train, um, the basic gist is. There's a series of murders that people who talk about true crime stuff have always pretty much understood were committed by the same person. And so Bill James is starting off by kind of looking at those, wondering about those, what's going on here. And it occurs to him that uh, I guess the big tip off is that the first in that series uh, appears to be committed by someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. And that it's hard to know what the fuck you're doing in a murder unless you've done it a bunch of times. And so this is occurring. I think the first one uh, that they, the first one in the series was the double murder in Colorado Springs, which is 1910. Uh, at the worst, it's like 1912. It's I think it's 1910. I'm pretty sure it's 1910. Okay. Um, and just like, uh, you know, it's not like uh, people had just a fucking lockdown on what was going on everywhere in the country slash world in 1910. So he's just saying that it would be exceptionally easy for one to slip through the cracks and so that this man, in fact, did commit a murder before this Colorado Springs one and we just haven't figured out about it. So he just starts pulling on that thread and ends up with a possible constellation of something like 120 murders. Damn. Yeah. Over how long do they think? Uh, First one appears to be in 1898. The last one's in 1912. That's a dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the last one's in 1912, but then uh, the last chapter, which I will not give away, is like, and, you know, maybe this, and that one's a good decade later. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, it's an exceptional book, and that's, that's a great premise, but I, I just love hearing him talk, like, this is a great part about popular crime, is uh, just hearing him talk about 100 years ago is awesome, because we just don't really have an idea i don't have an idea of what it was like to be around 100 years ago there's a lot of differences that just blow your mind it's it's kind of like the uh the scene in pulp fiction like i can reference with you now mm-hmm. uh where they're talking about differences in europe you know like like don't you just love stuff like that all the time yeah like the you know so like like you know you, travel yeah yeah they, like you come back from chile and you're like they got fucking hot dogs down there <laughs> <laughs> yes they they do <laughs> They do. Um, but but it's like that, except it's about 1910. Like, uh, there there were no... Every police force, like, in, in any of these places was, like, maybe a dude by himself. Uh, and so, like, all of their investigations were just, uh, 
like the the Pinkerton Agency and uh, stuff like that. Uh, private investigation firms. They were like national chains that you would try and raise a reward to get some of the private investigators sniffing around. And private investigators is like what you're hoping for. What you're often just going to get is just like, like the way that people write or uh, have like how everyone has a, a true crime podcast now. Um, apparently that is a much more tamed down version of how everything was everywhere in the world during this time that, uh, there's there's crime scene after crime scene where they're like, yeah, we, we don't really know uh, everything that was going on here because 500 people from the surrounding community showed up and walked through the house because they just wanted to see it. Yeah, I mean, there's no like mass entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So it's <laughs> so, just like, hey, here someone got murdered in a county over. Let's go walk through their house. It's kind of like when Bob was talking about um, on Hardcore History. Boy, I have to avoid calling that the joke name every time I say it. On Hardcore History... Uh, that like how popular executions were just Fuck, because there wasn't yeah. that yeah it wasn't really like mass entertainment or much of it so people were like yeah i don't know this shit looks cool like i'm interested in this and the other thing is let's say there is one or two people in a department um i got a figure that if you kill upwards of 100 people over a, a 10 plus year stretch you're a lot more committed to your craft than they are to theirs <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> and you wake up every day just ready to punch the clock. That guy's like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he's still drunk. Yeah, he's yeah. like third cup of coffee, still not feeling it. That dude's been out there grinding all morning. Yeah. Um, and yeah, his his methodology was uh, fairly exceptional in terms of like making it difficult for him to be caught. It's, you know, I mean, it's like what we talk about of, you know, if, if you're killing someone you don't know, like... <laughs> Today, that's that's pretty hard. But all of these murders occur within a couple miles of a train track. It was very obvious that his methodology was he's going to kill the family, and before sun's up, he's out of there on the on the rail out. And it's not just that they're on a train track; it's that they're always uh, by a junction, so that you know there's you can switch. Yeah, just like uh, the 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 chances of a train coming by within you know an hour of you finishing the deed are are much higher if if you're you know I mean you double it if there's two lines there. Um. And yeah, just, you know, that, that he was always committing these murders in places that had small police forces. Uh, one of them was committed in San Antonio, but the uh, conjecture there is that uh, the, like, it was just on the edge of San Antonio. So the way the topography was, uh, the man probably just jumped off a train, saw an isolated house, and was like, well, I'm in the same kind of small, like, he had no idea what town he was in. He didn't know that it was San Antonio just over the ridge, so he thought he was safe. And, you know, it turns out he was safe. It's like uh, it, when you have the diners, drive-ins, and uh, uh, dives app, and you're like, oh, and we're near there. I'll just pop in there. <laughs> yeah, you know. That place looks, you know, that, that looks appealing. I always wonder what... Might have had one in Watauga. Really? Yeah, it's one of the ones where it's like an extreme, maybe. Uh, so, like, I, I would think that there's like, you know, 25% chance it was him. But, uh, yeah, someone got murdered with an axe in Watauga. Uh, detail, um, it was always with the uh, the blunt side of the axe. Why? I don't know. It's just what he liked. But I'm just saying, like... Have a signature move? Yeah, as far as uh, axe att- Like, first of all, there's just not a lot of axe attacks. There was certainly more then, because you didn't have guns, and you had a ton of axes, because well, houses like were still, uh, you know, um, heated by wood wood-fired furnaces. Um, but yeah, so 
got a decent amount of axe murders, not a ton. Uh, but if but of of the axe murders, you would think that most people want to use the sharp side, right? Yeah. So, so just, it's easy to tie them all together if there's several. And there's a lot of other details that are specific way beyond that. Um, but I, I think just starting there of, you know, if you had, you know, several, you know, like uh, 50 people murdered with a blunt side of an axe across a limited geographic period, you know, like that 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 by itself suggests to me that it's it's probably the same dude or at least at the very least copycats but yeah i wonder what your what just what your motivation is uh you know i mean it certainly dives into it a little bit because like serial killers now like there's that not necessarily theory i don't know that might make it seem like i've thought about this more than i have but that they almost want to be caught for notoriety yeah like that you like the idea of being a national news story for you know, a couple weeks or something like that. But in this case, that's I mean, like almost entirely out of the question. I think that it is a way of uh, establishing yourself as special. Like, and and now we can we equate that mainly with like the world being focused on you. And you know, there were newspapers, and they were writing about these crimes. So if you wanted to feel feel special by reading about them, in newspapers that that avenue is available to them. But I, I I think that just knowing, you know, like there's fucking. 50 police forces out there that want to know my name and I'm the only one that knows it like that's that's probably you know doing something for I them. wonder if it's more that or more god complex Yeah I mean I you know I if, if you told me that there was uh two murderers with a similar output where one had that and one had the other like I, I'd believe that you know And they were all there was almost always rapes uh yeah so it was more i mean i don't know i don't don't want to dive into it that much but i think it was just that he would uh jerk off on him well, i don't I, I don't believe there was penetration that is not the definition of not diving into it too much yeah no 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 I, i'm saying I, I don't want to dive into it too much but fuck it i'm going to uh he, he'd masturbate on him and really, it's kind of hard to know Ugh. because the uh, the papers back then, uh, the, you know, like, just weird fucking conventions, they, they wouldn't say it. Uh, like, uh, man, the, the first one, there's a description where they're like, we know the, the women weren't raped and the way the paper said it was uh, their bodies were not outraged. Ugh. And it's like, they were smashed with a fucking axe, dude. Sounds like an outrage to me. Jesus. That is, you want to talk about fucking... The euphemism of all euphemisms. Yeah. What was that lady recently whose entire fucking book got dismantled by a BBC dude? Oh, that was great. That's still one of the best, like, because she misread some term from old media accounts or from from old, like, uh, the, the the record books that yeah the way that uh, the way that British like uh, people would record it that it was she read it to mean executed, uh, but they like it. I don't remember what else it meant, but it did not mean execute. It was something like it was easily enough to mistake for it, you know, right. like, uh, you know, like life suspended or something like that um, or life terminated. I, I don't know. Are you pulling it up? Yeah, but I think you might even have to like read through it. But she's she's written a bunch of shit. Um, that, Explaining like, that she wasn't wrong. Well, I mean, I just think that she might have like, oh, it was uh, death recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death recorded was a category that was created in 1823 that allowed judges to abstain from pronouncing a sentence of death on any capital convict whom they considered to be fit, a fit subject for pardon. So they would say death recorded, meaning they let you go. Like So it means the literal opposite of what she took it to me, which seems like an honest mistake. Yeah, if you ask me what does death recorded mean, I'd say, well, they recorded the death. Right. 
But you might also want to dig a little deeper. But yeah, if I were going to write a whole book, I might. You should have just done a podcast. I'd dig into it. Yeah. Like Bill. That's always my uh, my recommendation. <laughs> Do a podcast. Um, but yeah, so this is something that I think that we even talked about with uh, Gordon the one time we had the Gordon episode. And I was arguing one side, and the more and more I think about it, I think I'm, I'm, I'm moving around to the other side, that I think that our initial thesis was the craziest time to live in is always now because things are speeding up and speeding up all the time. And uh, I think that there's some evidence for that. Um, and, you know, if you just look at the changes of the last 20, 30 years, there have been a lot of them. Probably also what your operative term is and how you define it probably yeah. matters a lot, but... Yeah, um, and I, I kind of think that, like, uh, on balance, like, if you smooth everything out, that that is broadly true, but it's also it's also true that, like, that's not, you know, things don't move in a linear fashion, like, there are fits and starts, and I'm inclined to believe, uh, Bill spends a little bit of time talking about this, and this was, I believe, the era that Gordon, like, highlighted as this was the craziest one, I think 1900 to, like, 1915, is probably the craziest 15 years in human history. Like, at the start of it, just start off, there's no electricity. Right. There's no plane travel. There's no cars. Like, all of the roadways were, like, made between then and then. You know, like, it just, it's just as far as, like, paved roadways. Like, before it was just fucking dirt streets for horses, and now we've got cars. Uh, I mean, just the, the things that electricity brings about um and the uh the ap like came to be in between now and then which was a drastic change in how people received information um you know i mean just like whatever your your equivalent of the computer was receiving a newspaper and suddenly the newspaper has at their selection like every story from around the nation that they can just put into their paper because they have an agreement with the ap like that's drastically drastically changing your paper uh, he also does get into it's interesting. Um, the uh, the first set of murders uh, occurs whenever the guy's living in the South, and then he moves to the Midwest. And just the details that we have in in the two sets of those uh, is drastically different, just because people put a lot less money into education in the South, and a lot fewer of them could read, so there was much smaller newspapers. <laughs> I think that is a huge, huge part of, I don't remember if Gordon said this or not, but the change of the spike in literacy alone. That's another thing in, in from 1900, 1915. That, yeah, it was like, that. that's that's more or less when America became literate. Like that, you know. Uh, <laughs> so insane to think about. Like, yeah. Not that long ago. Yeah, no, there's definitely like people you run into where it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they know how to read. Like in, in this story, you know. Um, Sometimes yeah. they go on to become world champion boxers <laughs> or uh, members of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, yeah, that guy spoke to us. Who was that? Dexter Manley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, as as a sixth grader, I kind of felt like, like you don't this have guy's to a read. Hero. <laughs> no, I was like, oh. I. I've been able to read for a while. <laughs> I'm like, you made, you made it pretty far. <laughs> you kind of dumb, ain't you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, horrible. Final thing um, just left my mind. Give me two seconds. It'll come back. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about how I probably would have been better off if I never knew how to read. 
<laughs> he doesn't even know how to read. He doesn't know how to read. Because then I would have never gotten mad whenever I see an article. It's like six minute read and seven minutes later, I'm like, fuck, I got like 10% left. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. The Whenever long reads would always have the... Uh, the Fucking touchdown dance. Amount of time. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not going to look at that. <laughs> Turn that off. Turn that off. Am I even literate? <laughs> yeah. um, no, so uh, the, the last thing I want to talk about is just... Uh, one of the like crazy things related to this whole deal is not only was he going around and killing these families, but every time he killed a family, it's like sometimes the police would throw their hands up in the air and like call it good. Uh, but 90% of the time they were taking someone into jail and mm. of that, like at least half of those like got convicted mm. and some of those got killed and some of those got lynched. Damn, dude. And so they're talking about lynching a good bit in this book. And I don't know if it's because I'm viewing it through this lens, because there was certainly, like like uh, Emmett Till famously was just uh, whistling at a white woman. It wasn't actually whistling at the white woman. Like she on her deathbed was like, yeah, he didn't say anything. They just didn't like him. So I made up that story, yeah. which is fucked up. Um, but uh, They should have got her up right then and took her ass outside and hung her. Well, you know, I mean, she had like two breaths left. That's two breaths. You want to use both of them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I'm i okay either way. Um, but so I don't know if the, because it's not like Bill has a lot of points to make about lynching. This is just more like me seeing how he's talking about it and seeing how it occurs in function. And I guess it was just, uh, I like my previous thing was that, was the understanding like all lynchings were like of the Emmett Till variety of like, there's a minority that we don't like, let's kill them. Um, oh no. And it seemed to be much more, uh, like a, a, a justice thing. Um, like in, in, in a miscarriage of justice, but it's like, there's, there's, uh, records of, uh, white men being lynched in oh, this thing. Oh, dude, you did. See, this is one area where my, uh, my family's, uh, and this one, I do mean my immediate History family. of lynching? No, but we watched a lot of Westerns. Yeah. I mean, that was the primary, for, like, so whenever Bob and Dan are like, you haven't seen this, you haven't seen that, you haven't seen this, I'm like, man, we didn't really have any movie. And then I'm like, we have like 90 VHS tapes that were all Westerns. And that's the only way, and every one of those movies was about some form of justice or miscarriage of such. Yeah. And that was the only way anybody was ever killed. And it was always the horse. Yeah. The fucking horse was the part that always just gave me the, like, put you on the horse, measure out the rope, whip the horse, you're done. That's rough. Yeah. But yeah, so... That seems worse to me than a chair. I don't know. I've never done either. It's so violent, like the horse just runs off. I don't know, dude. That definitely to me, and like you're tied to the horse and it's dragging you. You're or sitting you're, on the horse, and there's like a and it's when it's gone, you slide off the back and it yanks you. Okay, so it's goes. like tied to a tree or something. I don't even remember if they were tied to a tree or if it was just like uh, you know they're able to get get the horse back. But that was like to me, it just seems so violent of knowing like the second you hear that whip crack, the horse is running off. You're falling off the back of the horse, and then you like are swinging back before you come back to center as opposed to a chair, you would think you would just drop. Yeah. Fucked up, man. But yeah, that was, I mean, I, I think, 
I don't know if that was more whites or anything like that, but I definitely think that was a, I mean, that was a common form of, I don't know about murder, probably more just like what justice murder. Yeah. That it seems to be like that if, if everyone got it in their head, that this is an especially bad crime and that we have some confidence of who did it, then like if they're in the jail, we're just going to get them out of the jail and we're going to string them up. And like, uh, that there's several accounts in this book of, uh, like them taking the accused 50 miles away to a larger city that had more secure jails, you know, just figuring like it's harder for a mob to gather if, uh, if this is going on. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, uh, it changed my understanding of, uh, how lynchings work. And I, I don't know if it was accurately changed or not, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know, there's one at the Dallas County courthouse. Uh, what lynching? Like, there was uh, one at the Dallas. Okay, like there was. Uh, I want to say, I'm pretty sure she got murdered. There was a, a female child in Dallas who was molested, murdered, and they had someone that they thought did it. I don't, you know, I mean, at this point, who the fuck knows? Uh, yeah, I'm sure they were real thorough. That person was taken down, like that that old red courthouse, like still standing. Um, like he was, he was being held there, like on the second story and they broke in and, uh, like made a noose and put it to something in, in the courthouse and threw him out the window of the courthouse and that did not kill him. So they like dragged him down, you know, commerce, I think it was. And, uh, they had like a large, like, uh, just a structure. It was something to do with like the Elks. I don't know. It was, I don't remember the details. Uh, but, uh. Yeah, they like swung the rope up that and like pulled him up. And, you know, at that point, he did indeed die. Dude, and it's so weird too. And I guess I think about this more in places that are kind of like uh, places that feel like they're less concreted over and developed than downtown Dallas. But just whenever you're kind of, you have that, man, think about what happened here before now. Feel. Yeah. I don't know that I ever get that in big cities. Although, you know what? I definitely remember thinking about that a lot in New York. Yeah, if it's an old city, I'd I That's also like because I, I've that's seen the, it. The number one time I think about it. Old city that you might have seen depicted in in uh in in cultural portrayals before yeah. that you're like, oh shit, this is what this looked like back then. I mean, like walking the Freedom Trail in Boston, like that's all you can think. It's like how long people have been here and what things they've done on the sites. I don't know that I ever did that. It's fucking great. I do recommend it. Do you want to do a make it big? <laughs> no. Okay. No, we can. I, okay. Send it uh, to me. Well, just uh, go to YouTube. There's a new show. Oh, I've already got the Northcutt highlights pulled up. Oh, no. There's a new show. And actually, I saw somebody uh, do this on um, a Talking Head show today. So we're going to do a different one. Search Kings of Pain. This is a new uh, H- uh, history channel uh, show. We can do the top one if you want. You might have to fast forward just a tiny little bit. So this is a show where people just like get bit by things. Okay. And they just, uh, I don't know if they if they take the venom out or how exactly it works, but I think this gentleman here has got Maybe a- Maybe they got the anti-venom. <laughs> anti-venom. This, this looks like what, like a tarantula or something here? Yeah. I've heard that's just like a beast thing. I mean, maybe they got like a super tarantula, but that was actually on uh, NPR this week. Tarantula is only a beast thing. hasn't even bit him yet 
Fucking pussy. Okay. Come on. Yeah, he's ready to go. Can you do this show or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that boy's that, digging into him. That's the whole premise of this show. See what happens. Ranking stinging insects. That's your whole bit? For science. For science. Politically. And caveman Rob Oliva. All right. Okay. Let's go okay, forward a little really bit. See if we have how dangerous this is. No, this is just like a trailer. I think I'm gonna that watch this show the though. Worst I've ever had. Intensity. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> that was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what was that other one? Like a porcupine or something? Oh my god. Uh, it looked like a fucking sea urchin. Let's go try and find the sea urchin. There it is. Intensity. Oh, they're like activating. Yeah. Do, I've got no idea what that bad boy is. Might be a porcupine. Look at that shit. Yeah, that looks like an urchin. Here, of sorts. I'll make it uh, big. You did make it big. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> like breaking off in his arm. It's getting worse. Yeah, the one we find so funny is they got slow mo of a uh, snake biting him. It's a pretty cool idea for a show, right? It's almost like a. Like a lot of other reality shows. Sciencing up Jackass. Yeah. But uh, the, the great thing about Jackass was that there's no, no filler, you know? Yeah, um, there's, there's not like uh, they always what they do on those shows. They want to give uh, you like the science behind this thing. I just, I just want to see a clip of just. I want my Gorilla Channel. I want them fighting. You know, <laughs> right? You know what? I'm gonna listen to Jub on Gorilla Channel the second I get in my car. But they always have like the same thing on those shows. First of all, it's always that guy's voice. Where they go to a screen that's like the stats page. Yeah. And then they like show the thing and then they rotate it. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like they'll have like just the just the the spider, and then like uh, yeah. they rotate the spider, yeah. and then they flash up the sixty degrees of the spider, three sixty spider, and they flash up the spider stats. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Jackass didn't have this. They just put a yeah, bee on a string and part. flew it. Like if it was just like like if I agree. If, if the full season's worth of bites, they instead were like, how about instead of a season, we just do one episode, right? Where it's just thirty minutes of nonstop bites. We would watch that over and over and over again on, on a loop, on more than night. we would watch the total <laughs> amount of time of the show. Agreed. By by putting the so you know hire us, we'll uh, we'll make a show. All right, that's gonna do it for this week. We'll see you. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.